This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 102, How to See a Miracle Every Day. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Maloalele to my friends in the islands of Tonga. Hello to everyone else. Welcome back to Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors. I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you for joining me. Do you love to see miraculous, inspiring things? Things that make your jaw drop. Things that make you just want to clap, shout for joy, or just ooh and ah over. Those moments that it's like, drop the mic, wow, that just happened kind of moments. I know I do. And today I'm going to share with you how you can see something miraculous every single day. But first, I have some really big news to share with you. This is, this is big, get ready. Okay. Big news. I bought a pair of jeans this past month. Yeah, I know that's not what you were expecting to hear. (laughs) This is a big deal for me. And I want to tell you why. Because I think this is a story that you might find pieces of that you relate to. And it leads right into seeing miracles every single day. It has been years since I bought a pair of jeans. Here's the thing. I'm not super into trends and fads. So once I get a couple classic colors and styles of jeans, I'm set. I'm good to go. I stopped growing in height long ago. My weight doesn't fluctuate much. So it's been, I don't know, at least five years, probably more since I bought my last pair of jeans. Here's the thing. About a year or so ago, oh, over a span of like 12 months, I gained about 20 to 25 pounds. It was slow and subtle. And what I found was that I stopped trying to squeeze into my old jeans and just started to wear sweatpants and yoga pants everywhere with the thought, why would I buy new jeans? I'm just going to get back into my old ones. Fast forward several months. And now I'm sitting at H&M, which is a clothing store here in the U.S. And I'm in the dressing room outside my daughter's door, waiting for her to show me the jeans she's trying on. And I have in my hand my go-to H&M sweatpant. Purchasing this pair will be like the fourth color in my collection, right? For me, that's a lot. And as I'm waiting for my daughter, I look down at the sweatpants in my hand and I ask myself, Allie, are you buying this pair of sweats because you love sweatpants or because you hate that if you went out there and bought a pair of jeans today, it would mean buying a pair that is at least two sizes bigger than the last time you bought a pair of jeans. Now, who doesn't love a comfy pair of sweatpants? I for one do. Absolutely. But if I was being honest with myself, really honest with myself, 
the reason why I was holding yet another pair of sweats and not jeans wasn't because of my love for sweats, but because I didn't like my current size and the fact that I would be buying a bigger size of jeans. And as I sat there on that dressing room floor outside my daughter's door, I started thinking about all the information I had learned as I've been researching for this body positivity series and all the different things and the quotes that I want to share with you and with my own teens and what I would want my own daughter to feel about herself and my own son to feel about himself. And I started thinking about what I say every single time to my yoga students when they come to my class, when they stand on their mat. For decades, I say, you are enough. Love yourself for exactly who you are on this mat today. And as I sat there, I thought, Allie, do you really believe what you're saying in this moment, at this time, sitting in this store? Do you know? that you are enough and that you are amazing for exactly who you are today. And if you really knew that, really knew that, what would you be doing right now? What kind of pants would you be holding right now in your hands? And at that moment, I stood up with a jolt and I shouted, Eliza, I'm going to get me some jeans. (laughs) to which she shouted in response like a proud cheerleader, you go, mom. And I walked out of H&M that day, strutting my stuff in a new pair of jeans that were two sizes bigger than the last time I bought jeans. And I felt confident and cute and so proud of myself for loving myself. See, I thought I was creating this podcast series on body positivity for everyone else. And what I realized that day is that I needed this series just as much as everyone else. If you think that self-doubt and body image critiquing goes away when you reach a certain age, you are wrong. If you think it'd be easier to think more positively about your body if you were a guy, instead of a girl, or a certain race, or a certain height, or a certain weight, you are wrong. And if you think that your kids aren't listening to how you talk about yourself, you are wrong. And if you don't think your friends, your partner, or your loved ones internalize how you talk about their appearance, you are wrong. And if you think that just because you feel confident, sexy, beautiful, handsome, whatever, today, you will always feel that way, you're wrong. None of us are immune to toxic body image thoughts. And how we see ourselves is a fluid thing. And not just because our bodies are constantly changing. Life happens. Trauma happens. Accidents happen. Tess Munster once said, life is so much more complex than a number on a scale. And yet, how quickly we attach our worth to those, 
numbers. Which means we must give ourselves grace and time to become aware of our thoughts and adjust those thoughts again and again. It's like brushing your teeth. It needs to happen every single day, multiple times a day. I'll never forget looking in the mirror after I had a spot of malignant cancer removed off my face. All of a sudden, I was staring at an inch and a half scar running down my cheek. It was a shock to my system and I just burst into tears. It took me weeks to get used to how I looked and patiently wait for the scar to diminish. Noticing how we look at ourselves, how often we look at ourselves, and what words we say when we talk about ourselves is the first step to creating a more positive body image mindset, not just for ourselves, but for the people who are closest in our lives. How you think and talk about yourself affects those who you love and who are around you. Over the last year, I didn't think that I had said negative things about myself, but I realized that I had said things like, man, I would really like to fit into my favorite clothes again. And every time I said that, the unsaid said was, because I do not like what size I am now. My daughter knew what a big deal it was for me to go buy those jeans that day without me ever having to say why. She noticed. What a wake-up call for me. I feel like I'm really good about speaking about myself and others in a positive way, but I realized I needed to clean up my thoughts that day and really listen to what I was saying or not saying when talking about myself. Actress Kate Winslet once said, as a child, I never heard one woman say to me, I love my body, not my mother, my elder sister, my best friend. No woman has ever said, I am so proud of my body in my life. So I make sure to say it to my daughter because a positive physical outlook has to start at an early age. So not only do we need to be aware of the toxic things we say about our body, but also notice how often you're saying really motivating, positive things about yourself too. Over a decade ago, I was speaking to a group of women and I challenged them to look at themselves in the mirror and say, you are beautiful every single day. I told them to write those words directly on their mirror or stick it on a post-it note and put it on their mirror. And if they didn't feel like they could honestly look themselves in the eyes and say that, then to try doing it in another language. To me, writing it down in another language made it feel lighter and more fun and maybe easier for someone to say out loud. I had a lot of Polynesian friends growing up and I studied Tongan in college. So I wrote Okuke faka ofa ofa, you are beautiful in Tongan on a post-it note and stuck it on my mirror. And for every morning for months until that post-it note fell off my mirror, I'd read Okuke faka ofa ofa out loud. I loved how the vowels rolled off my tongue and I loved how it made me feel saying it. 
And I believe those words wholeheartedly. I think it's time for me to put Okuke Faka Ofa Ofa back up on my mirror and for you to choose your own post-it note battle cry to stick on your mirror too. Here is what I've learned in the years since that day that I challenged those women to write you are beautiful on the mirror. Writing you are beautiful worked for me because I knew it to be true. But if you do not believe that you are handsome, beautiful, incredible, etc., you will resist the thought and come up with all the reasons why it isn't true. I can't make a suggestion for you to put up on your mirror. Only you know what is a believable statement that will empower and inspire you and help you move forward. It has to be yours and it has to be believable to you. We can't write something down and expect ourselves to actually say it, accept it, and internalize it if we don't really believe it deep down, even if it's in a different language. We can't trick ourselves into thinking we are beautiful. We will, in fact, resist that thought. And like I said, come up with all the reasons why we aren't beautiful and we really don't believe it, which then just adds on layers of guilt and shame, which is not the point of that exercise. The more I've talked with professionals who have helped individuals with disordered eating and with individuals themselves who struggle, they say the first step isn't to try and convince yourself that you are beautiful or that you are perfect just the way you are, but that the more information you learn about your body, how the body functions, how different parts of the body and the systems within it serve your needs and the science behind what the body needs to work properly. Those things, we are better able to shift into a body neutral mindset and a body neutral mindset takes the pressure off. If you can't honestly look at yourself in the mirror, honestly, and love the person who is staring back at you, And I don't mean a magical constant flow of celebratory happiness and affection for every wrinkle and every jiggle of skin, okay? I mean, can you genuinely, lovingly love who you are on the inside and accept who you look on the outside? If you can't say yes to that, I want to introduce you to body neutrality. A body neutral mindset feels much more approachable and achievable than pretending we feel positive about our bodies, like forcing ourselves to say it will make it true. A body neutral mindset is a huge step towards body positivity and self-appreciation and self-love. If you look at yourself with criticism and negativity, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or that you are weak, unreasonable, misinformed, or unintelligent. It means you're human. It means you are human and that you are navigating a world that is constantly blasting you with cultural concepts and images of an ideal. Remember from last week's podcast, we weren't born hating ourselves, y'all. Toxic language and thoughts are learned. Chrissy King once said, if we make self-love or body acceptance conditional, the truth is we will never be happy with ourselves. The reality is that our bodies are constantly changing and they will never remain exactly the same. If we base our self-worth on something as ever-changing as our bodies, 
We will forever be on the emotional roller coaster of body obsession and shame. The goal is inner peace and acceptance of self. So we have to work with, not against ourselves, to unlearn the mindset that keeps us stuck, the mindset that keeps us living small. And the more I talk to individuals recovering from eating disorders, the mindset that keeps you trapped. And that shift starts with one, bringing awareness to what we are thinking, how often we're thinking those thoughts, right? How often we're checking ourselves out in the mirror and critiquing and all those things. And then two, practicing neutrality. Let me give you an example. If you usually look in the mirror or catch a glimpse of your profile in a reflection and think, ugh, I hate my nose. It is so fill in the blank, whatever it is for you. A body neutral mindset might be, ugh, I hate my nose. That's not a problem. Like, okay, (laughs) you know, like I hate it. Okay. Instead of adding more shame, more guilt for then hating yourself, right? Okay. A body neutral mindset might be, I don't love my nose. And in this world that I live in, that actually makes sense. (laughs) Like, okay, I get it. I get why I'm not loving my nose right now. Or I don't like my nose and that doesn't mean anything bad about me. A body neutral mindset also could start looking like the following. I look at my nose and I think, oh, it's a nose. It's not beautiful. It's not ugly. It just is. I don't have to love it. I don't have to hate it. My nose is something I need to smell. Okay. Can you feel the energy shift behind that? Like I'm not forcing myself to love my nose, but I don't have to hate it. I can just accept it that I need it. I need my nose to smell. Okay. This is what I want to talk about for the rest of this episode, because if we can begin to look at ourselves with honesty, be like, Oh, you know, I don't really love that about, and that's okay. With neutrality, it just is. My thighs are just my thighs. They just are. Or curiosity. Oh, I need that aspect. I need that part of my body to do this or that. We start to become more informed. And information leads to understanding. Information leads to awe. And inevitably, a more positive image mindset. When we look at our nose with curiosity and we learn that that unique slab of tissue and cartilage on our face helps us identify hundreds, if not thousands of different smells, that it is a filter, a natural filter that protects the respiratory tract and allows us to breathe and exist. I am more grateful to have a functioning nose than I care about what it looks like. I just am. I remember in college, I took anatomy class and all these years later, I still remember two things about that course. One, it was super hard. (laughs) I remember that. Two, I walked away from every study session thinking my body is such a miraculous wonder. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, the invariable mark of wisdom is to see the miraculous 
in the common. The human body, Dr. Aparva Shah once said, is the most amazing piece of art that we will ever have the privilege of possessing. The human body is the most amazing piece of art that we will ever have the privilege of possessing. My invitation to you moving forward is to look at your body more like a scientist, a writer, an artist, more objectively. Take a step back. See the miracles that are happening every second, every day, right before your eyes. Take your brain, for instance. It is an amazing supercomputer. It can hold five times as much information as the Encyclopedia Britannica, and it sends messages through the nerves at 170 miles per hour. 170 miles per hour. Things are happening within your body. Your eyes are amazing. The most expensive digital camera to date captures around 400 megapixels, while the human eye can see almost 600 megapixels. Your eyes can distinguish up to 1 million color surfaces and take in more information than the largest existing telescope. And for blind people, the brain's visual cortex actually changes to respond more to touch and hearing than to sight. Your heart, your heart beats 100,000 times a day and distributes nourishment from your digestive system throughout the body. Your bones can heal themselves. Literally, your bones can heal themselves. Let's just take a pause. That is wow worthy. That is ooh and awe over miraculous. Your skin is your largest organ and it can replace itself. How amazing is that? Your skin can be grafted from one part of the body to another. Incredible. Your liver has over 400 functions including detoxification and protein synthesis. And if you had to have most of your liver, two-thirds of your liver removed due to a trauma or a surgery, guess what? It would grow back to its original size in four weeks. What? What? That's incredible. You take 17,000 breaths a day on average, and you never have to think about a single one of those breaths. How miraculous is that? You could easily deep dive into one of the many incredible, complex, miraculous systems that work within your body, your respiratory system, nervous system, endocrine system, lymphatic system, reproductive system, immune system, muscular system, your bones, how they all work. The list goes on and on. And the more you learn, the more in awe of how incredible your body is, you will be. Did you know that after only three months in the womb, you already have unique fingerprints? What? How amazing is that? Your fingerprints are your own unique barcode, indicating the true miracle that you are. Every single day, you look at a miracle. Every single day. So my challenge for you is to start noticing how often you look in the mirror 
and don't see that miracle? And what thoughts come to your mind when you do look in the mirror? And what words you say out loud about your body and about other people's bodies? And what things you're not saying about your body? I challenge you to practice neutral thoughts and focusing on the miracles that happen within the body, the miracle that your body is. Pick one thing, write it on a post-it note, stick it on your mirror. I challenge you to write that down, something that feels believable and empowering to you. It's going to be different for every single one of us. And feel free to write it in a different language or in code. If you share a bathroom or you just, you want to keep it to yourself, or you maybe that makes it more fun for you, like it does for me. This is your journey after all. You are your biggest champion and cheerleader. Your past trauma isn't your fault, but it is up to you to change your future course and be responsible for your healing I'm going to end today with this beautiful quote from Naira Wahid. It's a quote that I feel like puts things into perspective of the kind of relationship I want to have with my body and what I hope for you to have with your body too. It goes like this. And I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend took a long breath and replied, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Let's not wait another day to develop a better relationship with our bodies. We've got this. The wait is over. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Until next time, my friends. Namaste. Are you ready to feel more empowered in owning your life experience? Studies have shown that yoga has a positive impact on body image satisfaction. Let me help you boost your self-confidence, self-love, and self-care with my six-week body positivity series. Go to ishawarriors.com now and learn more about a series that could change your life.